0: Hey guys, welcome to Raw Reality, a podcast brought to you by myself, Tori Story, and Fit With Lily.
1: We are here to unpack everything health, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset, bringing you lighthearted and deep conversations about our raw reality.
0: Buckle up, bitches. Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello guys, and welcome back to the Raw Reality podcast, episode 38. We are just racking up the episodes at the moment. We're getting like we're getting closer to the 50. We're nearly hitting our year mark, which is just insane. I think that's like the first week of June or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Like a year of the podcast is actually wild.
1: Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought we would came this far? But I hope you guys are loving the solo episodes so far. We have such a fun time recording them. And hopefully it's just a little bit more for you guys to get to know us and just for us to give you more content as well. So hoping you're loving those. But how's your week been, Tori? Um, you don't sound good. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: So as you guys would have heard in my solo app, I'm not great. And it's the same day as recording the solo app. So, oh, not yeah, much true. Has changed. um, but yeah, I'm a bit under the weather from my trip to Sydney. Um, whether I caught something on the plane or teaching or just a bit run down, it's a bit of everything, but I don't get the flu. I don't get sick and mm-hmm. I've gotten it and it's annoying me, but I feel like it's like not a big deal. I think the bigger thing was getting my period, which Lily and I have at the same time. We're synced.
1: Yeah. We Um, sure are.
0: (laughs) So that was like Monday, literally flew in Sunday night, got my period on Monday, which made sense. I think I've cried
1: every night since getting home on Sunday and... I know you didn't message me at all last night and I was like something's definitely wrong I up, just, but I'm just gonna like leave her be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: just, I don't know, I'm not in a great headspace at the moment and it's just, there's a lot. I'm just feeling very overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if I cry in this episode, this it's okay. <laughs> Oh, it is fine. It is okay. I feel like we've both had similar weeks. We mm. both had awesome weeks last week. I was so productive. Literally. felt on top of the world. And this week I feel so shit. And just like I've gotten everything I need to done, but I just haven't done anything extra. Yeah. I've just literally survived the day. And I'm like, sometimes that's all you can do is literally, survive yeah. the day.
0: At the moment, mm-hmm. I'm just like yeah, keeping so- my head above water and...
1: Like I yeah. know, next
0: week will probably be so different. And even Lily and yeah. I were saying, like, we just feel so fluffy and like, yeah, fluffy and puffy is the only way that I can describe yeah. it. And I know, yeah, yeah. And we have really shit it's weather. It's hard
1: though because I same, yeah. So it's just all like not happening yeah. for us at Literally. the moment. Sorry to put it downer on your week, but I feel like at the moment I'm definitely feeling fluffy, but not in a happy gaining weight type way mm. you know there's a difference like yeah. between gaining muscle and weight for a good reason feeling strong I don't feel strong so it's just like mm. not the one I want yeah <laughs> but it's fine and it's, it's literally fine. it's just, yeah it's it happens that, that week of yeah. the
0: month so we're literally. just getting through yeah.
1: I woke up a kilo heavier and I was like oh well that makes sense like mm. literally great but and it's, it's fine. We so crazy on.
0: like it's literally just water weight
1: <sighs> it is a hundred percent yeah so it is what it is But yeah, yeah. anyways, that's our week. (laughs) Not so exciting. I actually, no, I do have a story though, that last week, and I want to tell you guys about a plane crash that I saw. Oh my God. Yeah. I know that I literally saw I didn't see the plane go into the water, but I want to tell you all because I haven't, I didn't post about it or anything because I wasn't sure if the people were okay. And I was like, Oh, Mm. I don't want to do it. Anyways, they both survived. They're all good. So I feel like I can tell it, but what happened was Chloe and I went for a walk last Thursday afternoon just on a Frio beach or near Coddleslow. And we saw like when I was driving there, there was so many sirens, so many police, ambulances, everything going past. And I was like, what is going on? And Chloe texts me and she goes, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And I was like, yeah, there's just like so much happening on the other side of the beach. And Chloe was like, let's go check it out. And I was like, well, obviously like we wanted to know what happened. Yeah. So instead of walking one direction, we walked the other direction. We were kind of like walking there, like quite, quite promptly. Anyways, we get there and there's police everywhere. There's a police helicopter. There's a police um, boat on the water. And we're like, maybe it's a shark attack. But then Chloe was like, nah, they would make everyone get off the beach mm. because no one, the dogs aren't allowed on the beach Try to get everyone off anyways we were kind of standing around a lot of people on the water looking at this object in the water and no one at this point in time knew what it was and like a few people were asking each other but we're all just kind of like what the hell is this thing and it looked like half a submarine like head and it kept coming out and coming down I'm like maybe someone's gone missing and the boat is like controlling a submarine in the water like trying to find someone like no one knew and then someone walked past and they said that I heard them on the phone speaking they're like "Or oh, someone was laying on the sand face down. And I was like, okay, so maybe it is a missing person. Anyways, the police started to leave, and it didn't seem like there was like franticness happened It was mm. just kind of like people observing this strange ass thing in the water. We went up the top, news reporters, detectives, like freaking everything you can imagine. And I heard someone say it's the tail of something. And I was like, okay, so it's definitely like an object. Anyway, we ended up asking someone, and it was the tail of a plane. And I said to Chloe, I was like, Chloe, it's, I don't believe that. Don't be stupid. It's not a freaking plane in the water. We would know about that. I was like maybe it's a tail of a boat that has like capsized or something. Turns out it was a freaking plane yep. because there was this someone getting interviewed and we shoot, we, she showed the photos of the plane going into the water. And so basically it was just like a 2 seater plane. It was a mum and a 14-year-old boy, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure. But they basically had to do an emergency landing and they had flew over a thousand kilometers for that day. Um, and it just something happened to an engine and she knew how to land in the water safely so she did that it kind of like rolled over they were both able to get out happened 50 meters from the shore and they both swam to the shore and they survived that's why anyways so by the time you got there crazy
0: they had like it all happened and gone to the
1: hospital yes basically yeah as soon as we got to the other side like went from I think it took us about 15 minutes to walk from where we were to there they had just left to go to hospital so right. honestly if we were 30 minutes earlier we would have seen this plane go into the water
0: yeah that's what I
1: would have not been okay <laughs> no. so I'm actually glad I saw the other end of it anyways that was just my Thursday afternoon story and, and this is what everyone's like sorry even yeah. the
0: like video or photo that Chloe posted on her story you can see the plane <laughs> in the water like from when they got yeah. the bird's eye view it was wild
1: yep yeah. It's so crazy. But what I'm thinking is you don't ever see a plane crash and in a plane crash too. You can't be that unlucky. Mm. So maybe it's okay that I'm having no fear of planes anymore because I can't see both. Like it doesn't work like that, you know? You can't be that unlucky to see a plane crash. So like I just can't be in a plane crash anymore because I've seen a plane crash. Like imagine being that unlucky that you've seen a plane crash and been in another plane crash. Yeah, fair, fair. (laughs) But we'll just go with this thought process. Yeah, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> anyway anyway yeah. moving
0: god. but yeah that is so yes. crazy <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't have um, a fun story for you guys this
1: week yeah i also went out saturday night which was fun oh yeah you did that too was another fun thing yeah, I feel like I've really learned how to control my drinking now, which is great. I like had a good time, got drunk, danced the night away, but I was home by midnight mm. and was woke up like a little bit rusty the next day, but no severe headache or anything, and carried on like normal. So that was really fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in Sydney. I forgot I haven't spoken about this. Oh yeah, I was in Sydney for the weekend. I went to I went to Sydney for teaching. I taught for five hours Saturday and five hours Sunday, and then I stayed with Maddie. And just had like such a good weekend. So I flew in Friday. We did like grocery shopping. I cooked up like chicken, pumpkin, cooked up my lunches. Mm-hmm. And then we went and got the best sushi I've ever had in my life. It was
1: sushi. Well,
0: the bao buns and the I sushi. I think you going to say
1: acai bowls. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, no. Yes, I did say that.
0: Oh my gosh. It was the best. Um, The best bao bun I've ever had. I will be going back there. And then we went to a dance show and watched some of my students from Queensland in the show. And then mm. Saturday morning, we got up. Aaron came over. We went and got, we went to the gym, got a sidebells, went for a little stroll. And then I went to teaching. And then Saturday night, we made like homemade pizzas from scratch, like even the bases. And then sat by the mm. fire pit and just talked for like hours and had pizzas and mm. marshmallows by the fire. And it was so great. That's so nice. Yeah.
1: That's so wholesome. That's a fun weekend. It was good. I feel like you really know people from every single state in Australia now. Yeah. And have good, good. friends. Yeah so whenever you go anywhere you just have someone to say stay somewhere to see yeah that's so good we love that we do it did look that. like a really fun weekend it was yeah. good yeah amazing all right all right anything else um we're good i think we're good i think we're good all right <laughs> well today's episode we're going to basically be speaking about our experiences with food binge eating restrictive eating all those types of that area basically i just want to preface before we start obviously we're not professionals in any sort of way. This is all from our experience and things that helped us move forward out of it and to get to a point where we are at now. So take what we say with a grain of salt. It's not a hundred percent correct. It's not incorrect. It's just basically from our own opinion and experience. Yeah. So yeah, just want to touch on that. Absolutely. I love that. All right. Also, I don't, have we mentioned this? We both have Snapchat now. Um, I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast. I don't podcast. think we have no well we both have snapchat now well we've so always had snapchat us.
0: but we made like a public yeah. profile i guess you a could say snap. yeah
1: yeah yeah so go at us i'm just lily ritchie and Tori's is tory story same as your instagram handle yes same yeah so you just basically behind the scenes of our lives literally the last episode we were complaining about how we can't handle any more platforms and then two days later we get snapchat public so yeah We do it to ourselves. That's okay, it's fun. (laughs) Subchat is like so so
0: chill and like you just kind of throw it up there. So easy. Yeah. Exactly. I don't even second guess it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's get straight into our journeys. Do you want to take it away first?
0: Yeah, so I feel like, you know, across the so many podcasts we've done now, we have like spoken about bits and Mm -hmm. pieces, but I guess we want to speak about a bit on our journey as well. And then I want to touch on a few things that I've been navigating currently. But firstly, I feel Mm -hmm. like in terms of, my childhood and growing up I never really had any issues in terms of like I don't want to say issues but like I haven't had any troubles with like binge eating or overeating undereating. I was pretty good like I was very well educated by my mom always eating well um, like all around my mom's side and my dad's side of the family um, I've always had a big metabolism I this girl can eat she can eat food <laughs> and I was always the one, like in acro. Me and one of my good friends, Lauren, like we were just the ones that, like, if you we'd eat our plate, and then if you had something left, we'd eat your plate because we were just hungry, right? Yeah. We were growing girls, yeah. um, and it probably wasn't until I got more into like competitive acro and you know getting more serious and and all that sort of stuff that I think these little little what would you call them tendencies, yeah, started to like oh, no. creep in. Mm-hmm. I think the more you know, that I got serious with competing and more I got into the elite level that you, it was focused more on how you looked and how like you were judged on your appearance and all that mm. sort of stuff. So obviously it starts to play a little bit more on your mind. And then as you grow up and you're in high school, you start to compare yourself to those in high school. And I was at a sports school. So there was so many fit girls around and like fit of oh my, my friends were so fit and stuff. And I think the older you got, the more you started to compare. Um, mm. So that was kind of when I began these little tendencies but I don't it's hard to say I don't really there's a few times that I remember it wasn't excessive and it wasn't crazy but I just remember a few times like if I had indulged in some like shit food or takeaway or chocolate whatever it was there was a few times where I would try and go like throw it up or like stick my fingers down my throat Mm -hmm. at gym or whatever I could never do it I could never vomit from sticking my I still can't do it yeah. from sticking my fingers down my throat <laughs> um I don't know what it is just can't do it um so that never yeah. really worked but like I always tried to because I felt guilty for eating it or I wanted to eat it but I didn't want to gain the weight from it or whatever it was um mm-hmm. so there's a few of those times there's a few times where you would try and eat like super clean around your coaches or your teammates but then go home and binge eat because you missed out on chocolate or whatever mm-hmm. um but other than that, I don't think there was, like, too much. But then there was a lot of, like, under-eating. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. As I – and as you guys would have heard in my recent solo app, I struggled a lot more so once I got really sick and came off the pill, gained all my weight. That's when, like, my relationship with food went absolutely upside down. And that was when I started yeah. to under-eat because I was trying to lose weight and be skinny and have the thigh gap and all that stupid shit. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like we've kind of like touched on that a little bit as well, but it's also good to hear like where you've come from to get to a point where you are now. I feel like I was like quite similar in a way, like both growing up in like, a very competitive sport. Mm. Um, Mainly I found that I tried all the fad diets and that was like the main thing that I kind of went through. I don't know if anyone would ever know this, but it was like a brand called Isogenics. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. So dad and I did that for like a while. We didn't like completely go into it, but like there would be a tiny little circle chocolate. I don't even know. It, was, it tasted like a big vitamin essentially, but it was chocolate flavored and it was 60 calories and it was meant to suppress your appetite.
0: I remember but them. That
1: one. I'm yeah, pretty sure I but had that them. that one. Yeah, that one little thing was 60 calories. So if I... Like, you may as well a goddamn apple and actually be... Or banana or something and actually have nutrient food. Anyways, mm-hmm. and I would have that. And then you'd end up having a few. And what, you've just had a few hundred calories, but it doesn't even feel like it. Because you think you're suppressing your appetite. Anyways, that was one thing. But we would always have the isogenic shakes. And I mean, it wasn't... I don't know, my dad did it. So I just kind of like did it as well now and then. I never... I probably supplemented either like a lunch or a meal for it but I never went from like breakfast lunch and dinner all having isogenic shakes I feel like that would not be sufficient in the training that I was doing Mm. but definitely went down the fad diets and then I tried vegan then I went vegetarian just like all these things but it would come from binge eating and I definitely went through probably a year and a half of intense binge eating um going from like you would just restrict yourself and it would always be around cheer time because I'd restrict myself two to three weeks out before competing. I would randomly go vegan for no reason just because I thought that would help me lose weight. So I'd go vegan for two weeks and then all of a sudden after I competed, I would go all in on food. Like it wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, like I went out for Macca's. Like I would literally stand in the pantry and finish like a half the packet of Tim Tams. Then I'd go have two, three bowls of cereal and then I'd go have something else and literally just anything and everything I could get my hands on Mm. because then I was like, it's fine I'm starting fresh tomorrow I'm starting a new diet tomorrow Mm. and that was just a constant cycle and then you restrict on that Monday because you felt so shit from the day before and then you go back into that restriction and then you go back into the binge eating and it was just honestly one of those things that I just didn't know how to get out of and I definitely went through times where I kind of like had I guess aspects of like bulimia and things come into it as well Mm. um I never saw anyone about it and that is like probably the first time I've ever said anything about Mm. it I don't think anyone knows that um So it was just like something that like kept coming into my mind but I think the thing that kind of like got me out of it I went through year 12 and the last year of cheer like really restricting like I would not have takeaway I think I've touched this on before but like I was lost like a significant amount of weight but I didn't think of it at the time as anything bad it was just what was happening then I went into that whole cycle I just spoke about and then I don't know what kind of pulled me out of it, but I think it was just getting, It only like probably two to three years ago when I started getting into the gym properly, like during lockdown, was that was when my relationship with food started to heal. There wasn't any specific thing that I did or something happened. It just kind of clicked for me. It's when I also specifically got a coach and I started tracking my food and I focused on, being healthier in the gym and benefiting like my power my performance and all those types of things rather than actually for aesthetics obviously Mm. yes I am training for aesthetics but I'm also training like at the moment to go through a building phase so I'm sitting like putting on weight to be able to grow muscle and all those types of things so my mindset has changed around the aesthetics but I think the thing that definitely clicked for me was getting a coach and tracking my food and understanding the calories in food Because you don't realise and now I can comfortably like have chocolate and things without feeling guilty because that's better than a healthy caramel slice, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like calorie intake wise. But yeah, that was kind of like my journey throughout food. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's so
0: hard because I'm just thinking about it and I've been thinking about this for the last week or so, but I feel like I've definitely come a long way. Like I'm so much Mm. more educated and like you said, getting a coach Like I had Jackson and he pulled me out of a lot of my difficulties and times where I was like training for aesthetics or just wanting to be that skinny girl or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like that high school, not fad diets, but those phases where it was like, oh my God, you had to have a thigh gap or a box gap, whatever. Mm -hmm. I have big thighs. I have big muscly thighs. I'm not going (laughs) to have a thigh gap. Like it's just not in my Mm -hmm. genetics. And like a lot of it does come down to genetics as well, but- Oh yeah. Fast forwarding to like now, I've definitely, I don't know how to word this. I've definitely improved. Of course. I'm so much more educated. Tracking has taught Mm -hmm. me a lot. I understand my foods, what's good for my body, but I definitely haven't mastered it or Mm. I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I haven't found my balance yet because yeah. I still have more so like the last couple of months I have a lot of guilt around food at the moment and because I am trying to fix my skin and my gut the minute I have something I know that I shouldn't I feel so Mm. guilty and I don't go and like binge eat or I don't go and like be like well I'm cutting everything out tomorrow like I've been through that stage and only recently kind of just been like it is what it is like and I feel like because I'm going through such a change within my health and trying to fix it, there are times where I'm like, do I need to just, like I said to Lill a little couple months ago when I hit rock bottom, I was like, I'm going to go 100% all in. But if I feel like I need an acai bowl or I'm going to go and binge eat something, like I'll have it. And so mm-hmm. I think allowing myself that balance and not saying to myself, I'm cutting it all out, you've got no choice I think that's yeah. helped being like, well, if I really am craving something, I will give my body that because I need to satisfy yeah. that craving. And then I don't go and binge eat. So it's allowing yourself to have that. However, it doesn't take away for the fact that I still feel that guilt or mm. anxiousness around the fact that I've had a chocolate and now my skin's going to break out tomorrow or I'm going to be bloated or whatever it is. Like is. I'm still yeah. more so like at the moment really, really struggling with it. And I think... Yeah around my birthday last year, I got to a really good point in my weight and Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really look, I don't take the number on the scales as everything I used to. Absolutely. I don't anymore, but it's more for me how I feel. And I can notice there is a weight that I can sit at and feel super comfortable. And then there's literally the the kilo up from that. And I will feel so uncomfortable. And like most of the time it is like this, like the water weight, extra retention or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But it makes the biggest difference. And if I feel like that, I feel ugh
1: yeah I can tell at the moment that like you're really trying and you are aware of it and Mm. I feel like that's the most important thing is being aware of the thoughts that are coming into your mind because if you're not and if you think everything's fine that's when it's not fine but knowing that you know the thoughts that are coming into your mind you're validating them it's kind of like now how the fuck do I navigate through these without Mm. letting it consume my day like even just like being able to tell me or tell Jackson it is like huge because it's not easy to actually say how you're feeling and it's easy to speak on past but so hard to speak on present yeah because like it's so hard to be vulnerable in this point in time because you can be like oh I did this when I was young I did this but now saying like you where you are now because people will probably view you as like someone who's like has a really healthy relationship with food and their body because you look incredible but it's like no you're still struggling and Mm. it doesn't matter what point you get to you still struggle and even like I will still have my days where I feel shit in the gym or just like it gets to me mentally but pulling yourself out of that is like something that comes a little bit more naturally as time goes on I would say and I think like
0: awareness is the biggest piece in this because yeah. two years ago there's no way I would have one spoken about it like this <laughs> and to <Yeah>. even like <laughs> process the way that my thoughts are coming in because at the mm. moment it's consuming me it's consuming me so much yeah. to the point where I can't stop thinking about it and whether it's my skin at the moment because my skin is literally breaking me apart at the moment but mm. it's, it's just my it's my thoughts every single day for this last like probably Since I had my first breakdown, which was maybe about three weeks ago, it has consumed me so much. And I got a DM last night about a girl just kind of explaining her story and she was listening to the podcast and she felt called to message and she'd gone Mm -hmm. through pretty much everything that I had with the skin and gut issues. And she said for her, she got told by someone that she needed to gain weight. And so it took Mm -hmm. her the longest time to come to terms with that and be okay with it and try it. And so she yeah. I think she said she was in her like mid 30s now. Um and she said once she got to a point where she was like 5 to 6 kilos above her normal weight, she's like my skin has never been clearer and I've never had the gut issues that I did. And I was right. like oh my fucking god. <laughs> like I just was like reading it because I was like I understand because like for example You know, gymnasts get their periods super late because they have such so low body Mm -hmm. fat. They're training so much. I get it. And I want, and because the doctor did bring up to me that I should get my body fat, body fat tested. And I said it to Jackson. I was like, I don't feel like I'm super lean at the moment. Um, I think maybe like for my birthday, I maybe was, and I was like restricting quite a bit, but I don't feel like it's major, but in saying that, like it could be, but
1: and the thing is, so I was going to say people's body frames can look different as well. Because mm. you can just naturally have a bigger body frame, but have less body fat. And then someone that has a smaller body frame that has more body fat can look smaller. Yeah. If that makes sense. So it's so hard to know unless you actually get that tested as well. And you know where you are sitting because mm. like visually as well. your mind can play games on you yeah as well but yeah yeah
0: because even the like once she sent that message the thought of trying to put on weight right now would probably kill me like I couldn't try and deal with my skin the way it is and try and actively put on weight knowing that like I just couldn't deal with that at the moment and I know people are like well if it's gonna help you then fucking try it but I've got to like do things slowly because if I'm doing one thing at the moment, like if I was to go and be like, all right, let's up the calories, put on weight, like that would also tear me apart, especially before Europe too. So I'm like, there's just a lot on and I'm like, where the fuck do I begin? Yeah. And my head feels like (laughs) it's going to explode.
1: Yeah, and I I feel like I also have clients come to me and they're like, I want to lose weight and feel better. If I go straight to them, yeah, that's great, but we need to increase your calories first to be able to get you into a deficit. It's just not going to work. And sometimes I have girls who are completely mentally fine with that and they're like, yep, let's go, let's grow. Mm. And I have other girls who I need to go into a deficit to start with to get their habits in check, to get them feeling better. And then after that, then we can go back to maintenance and build and do all those things. But you've got to be so careful with people's mindset because if you told me three years ago that I would be willing to put on body weight, Mm. I would have thought you were actually crazy and that would have consumed every single part of me. Whereas now I am, I think i'm only like two kilos off the heaviest i've ever been and like now and then that plays in my head and you probably don't even really see via social media but like in person i can tell because also kind of the opposite my skin's starting to break out again mm. um which is like sorry my back my face is pretty much clear all the time which i'm very thankful for but my back and my chest get really really bad and i can cover it very easy so i actually probably never it on social media but that's like my indication that i am putting on weight as well Mm. I don't know my body just like doesn't respond very well to that but yeah
0: I also feel like you're Mm. like you just said you're two kilos off your heaviest but it looks so different to your first bulk it does yeah like you you're like a shredded bulk right now
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like because I've also gained a lot more muscle mass Mm. and muscle weight a lot heavier because if I was this weight a few years ago, I would look like a totally different person, but because I naturally, so if I go into my next comp, my stage weight will probably actually be higher Mm. because I have a lot more muscle mass than I originally did. Yeah. So what's crazy, you've got to also remember that your body composition changes. Mm. So the scale on the weight is 100% going to change. So that's just something else you've got to keep in mind too. Yeah. But goddamn, it is all a mind game in the end because we all look at each other. Oh. We all feel like we have it together. Everyone's perfect and it's just not that way.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I've recently <laughs> yeah. just like found a few, like a couple of people on Instagram and i found this girl this morning and she was like she just posts like she was posting about the same thing she was like i think someone commented on how she was grabbing her belly fat in a video Mm -hmm. and she was saying how like she also had to put on weight to get her period back and Mm -hmm. once she did that like obviously you naturally have a bit more body fat because that was her goal and so she's just like sometimes my brain just tells me to grab my fat to like make me aware to think that i have to lose it but like i know it's a healthy fat like this is keeping me consistent with my periods and stuff but she was like yeah it kind of not was a bad thing but like it made her aware that she's got to make sure she changes her mindset to know that this is healthy for her and i think when like us who have come from elite sports it's so hard like we both did acro and chia for over 10 years and it's like that is drilled into you like Mm. for me to let go even now I'm like you're competing so of course you're training for that physique and that more aesthetic look I'm like I'm not competing I'm training for health and yet I'm still being like no I need a six-pack no I need to be like shredded and I'm like Mm. what the fuck for at the cause of my health like at (laughs) the moment I don't have like I'm not trying to build that so
1: yeah
0: I'm just yeah I think I'm just struggling to let that go and be like It's okay if I gain a few kilos, like it's not the end of the world. It's probably for the greater good and no one else will probably notice, but it's just, it's all in your head. hundred percent.
1: You always look at your friends and they're like, oh my God, I've put on weight. Oh my God, I feel so bloated. And you're like, you literally look the same to me. Yeah. So you've got to remember that people think about that the exact same to you. And especially your closest friends and family who see you all the time. Literally, they couldn't even give two shits about what you look like. But I know deep down it can be so hard and when you're not having those good days don't push it, don't just literally tuck, chuck on a t-shirt and go about your daily business yep. you're not going to have great days 24-7 but it's also just like you've been saying, reminding yourself that it's for your health and all those types of things because I can vouch to say that from like being lean to now I feel so much better my energy my is significantly, my mood is stable mm. like that is probably the biggest thing I'm not as irritable and all those types of things, I can like actually be Patient, which originally I wasn't at all, and I can get through daily tasks, and my energy is pretty consistent throughout the day. So I know that eating more makes me feel oh my god, like I mm. can't even explain how much better it makes me feel in everyday life, and even just like it's just crazy to think that now I will literally have dinner and be like oh shit, I need like oh, so much more food, so I will actually eat it, like mm. not I don't know like pushing that in, be like oh yeah, I need more, whereas originally I'd be like okay. That's I've had dinner, no more food. But now I'm like, oh yeah, I still haven't hit my calories today. I've got to shove more food in my mouth to like grow muscle. Like it's just like there's going to be so many mindset shifts. And obviously like Tori said, like she's training for health. I'm training for competing reasons. Every person is going to be different. So don't compare your journey to someone else's as well. Because Mm. sometimes also as a gym girl and someone who's trying to put on weight, I compare myself to... Even like Tori sometimes or other people on social media, I'm like, wow, they're becoming so fit. They're looking so lean. Fuck, maybe I should go down that route. But it's mm. kind of like you got to check in with yourself and being like, okay, you're doing this for you because you love it and stop comparing your journey to someone else's. Yeah. Mm.
0: It's so freaking hard and it's like, why do we get so caught up on this when in 20 years mm. and I'm running around after my kids or whether I'm 70 sitting in my nursing home, Hopefully not at 70, maybe like 90. Yeah. But I will not look back at this, at my weight at mm. this point in my life. Like, and I know we've spoken about no. this, but it's like, why do we let it consume us so much when yeah. it's not the be all and all? And no. even, no. I think we've spoken about this before, but when you just touched on friends and recently and like, what, like your friends will never think that of you. Like it's just where our mm. heart is critic. But I also think for your friends, So say like, you know, I'm going through a shit time at the moment, whatever. I've also noticed that friends that I have at the gym have only really ever complimented me when I'm at my leanest. Mm, and I was thinking yeah. about this the other day because I was like, actually, when I was my birthday time and probably like a couple of weeks ago when I was quite lean, I got a few compliments of being like, you're looking so fit. Yeah. You're looking so good. Like you're, you're so lean. Your muscle looks great. You grow on your back, blah, 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 blah. But then the minute it a little bit changes and I come out of that a little bit, there's nothing. And I'm not saying there's anything yeah. wrong with that, but it does affect you because you're like, well, so-and-so said I look really good when I was really, really lean yeah. and I got that validation and it felt good. So then you all of a sudden feel like you need to bring that back. When it's like, oh my and I think yes. that is something we all should push for. And I think maybe uh Steph and Laura said it in a recent yeah, yeah podcast. Yeah. And it's like, try to compliment your friends on not just their physical looks and not just their appearance because it is not everything at the end of the day and like we have so much more value to us than what we look like
1: yeah wow i really like that and sometimes you never really think about it like that and you don't mean it at all as a friend exactly you don't mean it you're just trying to give them the best compliment ever but kind of check in with yourself and like we challenge you for maybe this week to Mm. give three compliments to your friends that aren't physical. Go deep in the service and even you know what? Think about it to yourself right now. Three compliments about yourself that aren't physical because it's a lot harder than you think, which is so sad. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like right, it's hard.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is so hard. Yeah. That's like mirror talk. When I first started mirror talk, it's so freaking hard. And it takes Mm. it's one of those things that takes time for you to get used to. Because Yeah. For some fucked up reason we can't easily think of things that we love about ourselves. That isn't like a physical yeah. appearance,
1: but then I could name about ten about you. Yeah, like it's fucked, right?
0: What has <laughs> society done sad. to us? What the hell?
1: <laughs> Literally, it's just ingrained in our brains. But I do like how our generation is slowly, yeah, very slowly, we're all aware of it now, which is awesome. Whereas maybe ten years ago, when Pinterest was an absolute thing, you had like the Alexis Ren look. I guess I feel mm. like that's what everyone thrived to be um but now it's kind of turning and we're all aware of the situation i think hopefully it's just going to keep getting better and better from here but we'll only see with time but yeah that was fingers crossed that got deep that was vulnerable
0: yeah hmm. i almost yeah. cried but i held okay. it back
1: yeah I, I could tell i was like oh no it's, it's <laughs> happening <laughs> okay so just to divert things a little bit just to um kind of touch on and give you guys a few tips on how to break the cycle of binge eating or overindulging or basically having that all or nothing mindset. I feel like this is a few tips that really helped with me. And I also implement to a lot of my clients. Um, So Tori, if you ever like want to jump in, you can definitely just like say one of these, whatever resonates with you the most. But the biggest thing for me was like the first two was eating bigger main meals and eating what you want slash crave. Because if you're set in your mind that you're having a salad for lunch because you had a bigger breakfast, you're going to eat that salad and not feel satisfied after you're going to still be craving other food and you're going to most likely eat the other food for dessert and go all in, Yeah. right? So, but if you sit there and go, I actually don't want the salad. I'm really feeling like a toasty. Have the goddamn toasty because I promise you, you're going to feel a lot more satisfied after and you're not going to indulge later on in the afternoon because you feel satisfied. Same as having the bigger main meals. If you have a big lunch and you're not having just lettuce leaves, you're gonna feel more satisfied after and the elimination of snacking and all those types of things goes away because you're not hungry immediately after you're satisfied. And that was like the biggest thing for me, even for like dessert. If you're feeling like a piece of chocolate, have a piece of chocolate. Don't opt for like an apple if you really don't want it just because you feel like that will eliminate your hunger cues. Have the chocolate, have one piece, two pieces, feel good and go to bed. Mm. you just got to validate your hunger cues at that time. And I promise at the start, it is hard because... I always found like, if I had chocolate, I'd have to have half the block and I'd restart again tomorrow. Yeah. But it's basically making sure that you have like one or two pieces. Be happy with that because you know you can still have chocolate tomorrow if you want. No one's taking it away from you. You can still have it whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Do you kind of feel that way?
0: Oh, 100%. And I think one thing I had a client talk about with me the other day, for me, I feel like I tried a lot of meal plans and like my coach would Mm. write a meal plan or I'd find a meal plan online and try and stick to it or even Jackson there was a point where he was writing meal plans but I struggled to stick to them because it's Mm -hmm. like who wants to wake up and be like oh today I have to eat this for breakfast this for lunch this for dinner this for snack when you don't feel like that at all and you're just eating it because it's on your meal plan so um yeah so I had a client who moved over to Jackson because I explained to her I was like you can still track your calories track your macros but choose what you want to eat and I feel like it gives you so much more freedom to eat and cure your cravings but still hit your hit your targets because it just makes sense and I feel like if you're still doing meal plans what are you doing I just don't see how people can stick to them and if you can and it works for you great but I feel like it's so hard to stick to and that is probably more so when you do go off top off um track because you're not fulfilling those cravings and then you're you are binging because you're not getting any of what you actually want to eat in your meal plan and that could that doesn't have to be sweets or chocolate or takeaway that mm. could just be like with lunch you want to have barbecue sauce but it's not on your meal plan Yeah, <laughs> like I just that just came to my mind yeah. but it's it's the little things that if you're like oh i'm craving chicken instead of tuna today and you're like oh well i just have to have tuna because i'm having chicken for dinner like just yeah. little things so yep. if you're someone who's following a meal plan and you have a coach or you found a meal plan on, t- on the line, whatever, maybe try and speak to someone about what your calorie target should be or what your macro should be. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I have a calorie target and a protein. I don't track fats or carbs. I know obviously yeah. you do for yeah. competing and stuff. But for me, I just focus on hitting my protein because struggles a struggle street for me and then hitting my calories that I feel good with. Yeah and i have the freedom of having a hot chocolate or chocolate or oats or like i get to choose and wake up and be like "Mm, today i feel like eggs on toast or today i feel like tuna and whatever like i get the freedom to pick and i feel like that's huge
1: Uh, i think that is the biggest thing because i always have people ask me for meal plans and i just don't like them because it also doesn't educate the client they don't yeah. know... As soon as they're finished with the meal plan, they're like, oh, well, I still actually don't know what to eat or why I'm eating that. Whereas now, mm. I feel like I can educate a lot of my clients. It's like, you need to have a carb sauce before you train. So then they figure out what carb sauce feels best for them, whether that's a banana, crumpets, English muffin, wheat bix whatever that may be, if it's heavier or lighter, they find what's best for them rather than me specifically prescribe it. You have to eat this. Well, maybe that makes them feel yeah. shit well, before they train and they don't know that. The other thing you can do is if, if a lot of you work 9 to 5 as well, so you have to meal prep... Meal meal prep, maybe like your breakfast, lunch or dinner, but have snacks that you can alter day to day that make you feel yeah. better or that you can like, you like, oh, I'm craving a protein bar today. You have that protein bar. I'm craving some cereal. You have that cereal. So you can kind of change that aspect up. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like, I'm having something different every single day. You can still like, most of the time we all love the same fruits pretty much right like we're all routine people we all love the structure we know what we like but just still switch small things up here and there that will just help you so much and I definitely think that was the biggest thing that helped us overall and I can definitely say tracking healed my relationship with food because I realized I can still have chocolate and hit my calorie target I can still have a burger for dinner hit my calorie target and wake up feeling great the next day that is the biggest thing yeah 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 definitely All right, moving on this, I'll just like quickly touch on this, but like balanced meals, I don't think people realize the importance of this is carbs, fats, and protein in a meal, especially if you want to feel satisfied after, if you want to feel fuller for longer, if you have carbs and fats together, that's gonna keep you full for longer. If you have protein, that's gonna make you feel satisfied after. So making sure that you have balanced meals to be able to get the most um, benefit out of your meals pretty much every day. So that was just like something I want to quickly chuck in there too. This next thing is huge, is very, very big. And it is straight after you have a social outing or straight after you have like a day that's completely off track, get back into routine the next day. Don't restrict. Do not restrict. That is going to cause you to go into the cycle, to go, go, go dieting, eat normally. Get straight back into routine. And I promise you, you'll feel so much better for it.
0: Yeah, I think that's, definitely a stage many of us have been through where you've yeah. gone out for a saturday night whether that's a big night and looks like a lot of alcohol and then a shit kfc dinner know. after yeah. or you've just gone out for dinner with friends had a couple of cocktails and a big fuck off platter of sushi mm-hmm. and then you're like well i actually am gonna have one meal tomorrow because i've just ate too much yeah no no -mm. Like you will honestly feel so much shitter, and maybe you wake up full. That's okay, but just try and have a smaller breakfast, and then resume and have your normal lunch and dinner. Like obviously, go off how you feel, but don't skip meals. And I think like recently, so in the school holidays, I don't know if I mentioned, but I was getting to like the nighttime and have my dinner, and I would still have nine hundred to a thousand calories left (laughs) after dinner and one i wasn't teaching so i wasn't exerting as much energy as usual yeah. but two i honestly felt it was more of a mindset thing than anything else and i felt like you know i kept losing weight it kept getting leaner and i was like well i'm in a deficit so if i just keep this up i will mm. keep losing weight yeah but it just it wasn't like maybe i was hungry maybe i wasn't but i think yeah. it was definitely more in my head than anything but I would yeah. get to like the nighttime and be like, oh my God, I finished it. I have 900 calories.
1: Never. I'm actually
0: not hungry, but am I not sure? But I just will go to bed and don't won't worry about it. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, it just does not And I definitely have my, my appetite has increased since back to teaching on the days mm-hmm. that I have bigger days. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just up my cows on my bigger days and keep it to normal on yeah. the off days. Yeah. And so I've just adjusted it that way. But yeah, you just, you can't. Just not eat. <laughs> you just no. can't do that.
1: Yeah. Oh, so like, let's say on Sunday, for example, I went out Saturday night, had a fair few drinks, came home, had KFC, like literally. Like, yeah, your dessert.
0: KFC burger looked good.
1: It was so good. You <laughs> already had leftover and I was like, I'll be having that. Thank you. So I had that. Woke up the next morning. I actually was not hungry. And it wasn't because I ate KFC the night before. I just genuinely wasn't hungry. But I still had breakfast. I just took out my morning snack and then had lunch, dinner, dessert. I just took out my morning snacks. I think I was under 300 calories that day, but I just literally, it was so full. It didn't come from a place of restriction or anything, but making mm. sure I had those main meals. And that is the most important thing. Still eat as normal as possible. We're not saying go, even if you're so full when you wake up, shove food in your mouth. We're not saying that. Yeah. We just want you to keep that consistent routine because I remember if I had binge on a Sunday night, On the Monday, I would have a goddamn like egg omelette. And I I don't know why I hate omelettes, not for me. And I'd have spinach, I hate spinach. I'd have tomatoes, I hate tomatoes. (laughs) I'd put them in because I felt like that's what was healthy and good for me. And then I would get to like do that the whole day, go to bed be like, oh wow, ate so well today. And then the next day in that week, I'd kind of do the same and then I'd happen all again because I restricted mm. myself so much that I would crave all these other foods and I wasn't honoring them. So just get back into your routine. I promise it's not going to change anything. I would love uh, as much as possible for everyone to hit cal- like their calories exactly. Like most of the time I would do that because um, that's like the biggest thing. I have girls ask me, oh, I ate... 400 kals over today should i take 400 kals out tomorrow i'm like no you do not do that just eat normally Mm. nothing happened like it's so so fine and i always say i think we've also touched on this around the christmas um episode but you're going to remember the social occasions you're not going to remember what weight you woke up at if you're bloated or anything like that even just looking back to christmas and new year's do you guys even remember what you weighed probably not you remembered the night, the like how, how much fun you had, who maybe your New Year's kiss was, like all those types of things. You don't remember mm. what you weighed. So just keeping that in mind as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but an indication of your metabolism and it working well is actually waking up hungry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a few years back, I would never wake up hungry. And I think yeah. that was when I was going through like my biggest stage of, pcos and weight gain and all the things but now most mornings i wake up freaking starving yeah and i don't like because i went through a stage where i don't remember what it's called but where you don't eat in like a certain window and Um, i try and fasting yes and i would try and fast until like 11 or 12
1: yeah and
0: if i do that now like no i do not function like if i wake up hungry like sure i'll get up and have my celery juice and my supplements first and give that time to settle then i eat but I do not wait until 10 or 11 or 12 anymore yeah. because I wake up hungry. So I need to fuel straight away. And especially because I like eating before the gym. Whereas yeah. I used to would like fast and go straight to the gym, train on shit and like absolutely no energy, not do yeah. great. And then come home and like have freaking the tiniest meal ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just but not yeah. sufficient. Your metabolism starts to slow down as well. And then therefore, if you eat more food, you are going to gain weight. So it's also training your metabolism, which you can well and truly do if you slowly increase your calories and eat consistently throughout the day have like a few hours in between your meals eat your breakfast early like all those types of things and obviously some people physically do not want to eat at 4 a.m when they get up so fine maybe you have a half yeah. banana you don't want to but make sure you eat as soon as possible whether it's 6 a.m or something like that so it's just kind yeah. of finding in what works for you but intimate fasting I just oh i don't like that one i don't like that one at all Mm. i just think it's silly but so again works for some people go for it yeah everyone's different yeah Yeah. i think overall i think just like finally we just want to touch on the all or nothing mindset and that is like quite Mm. prominent it's so toxic basically it's
0: fucking hard (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) if you go all in and we've all been there we've done everything like hey i'm starting my diet today two liters of water Ten thousand steps training hard no social outings it doesn't work for long right it does not work for long maybe two weeks at max and then you go all out and you're like well that didn't work and did mm. see any progress and then all of a sudden you're out of it so it's kind of eliminating that all or nothing m- mindset and be patient more patient you are the more balanced your lifestyle is the more maintainable that is going to be and it's just overall going to be a better time for everyone for you your partner who doesn't have yeah. to deal with your moody moods and your family like yeah. all of those types of things so Let's steer away from the all or nothing mindset and let's all stop being mm. balanced wholesome queens.
0: <laughs> yeah. The amount of notes that I have in my phone and I'm like tomorrow it's six uh it's 10,000 steps. It's 2 theatres of yeah. water. It's yeah. No chocolate for this, no chocolate for that. Not doing this, not doing that. Like, oh, spare me Tory. Yeah, I just find there's so many times where that little mindset creeps back in and I'm like, actually, I'll just quickly have like three little pieces of chocolate and then tomorrow I won't have any. Like, And it's like, that's what I mean when I'm saying like, I haven't mastered it and I haven't found that. And it's something that I feel like a lot of us will continue to work on and it will continue to change, but... At the moment, specifically, it's consuming me the most. I feel like I had a really good patch and now I feel like it's consuming the fuck out of me, more so mm-hmm. with my skin than anything. But yeah, it's challenging, but it doesn't mean that you give up. And I think the biggest thing is like, um I don't know who said it. It could have been Sarah's Day. And I think I said it in one of my vlogs, but it's like, it's not about coming home from a trip or like a holiday, a night out, whatever, and being like, I'm starting again. You're just continuing like you're yeah, just you're just
1: getting back into your routine yeah
0: you're yeah. just getting back mm-hmm. into routine and nothing changes just because you're starting again doesn't mean you forget or everything that you did goes away. It doesn't. Yeah. You just continue to move forward, get back into routine, get back on the horse and keep moving forward because the more that you dwell on it, the more that it's going to cause issues. So yeah. you pick yourself back up and you keep going, which is just what I'm doing. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm like doing little doggy paddles at the moment, just <laughs> keeping my head up.
1: <laughs> That's all we can ask for. How I feel, it's literally. It's better than not doing it all. It's better than drowning. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you're yep. right, yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest thing we just want, to you guys to take away from this episode is knowing that you're not alone and mm. these thoughts still come up for us even though we may feel like it may portray on Instagram that well I feel like Tori's a lot more vulnerable on Instagram than I am in that aspect but it seems like we have our lives together and for the majority of the time we do but we also struggle a fuckload and is you can still work through all the, shit, the self-development things but these thoughts are still going to come in your mind and it's just being able to navigate them like through them well now rather than let them consume your whole entire day but we just want you guys to know that you're not alone and hopefully you mm. have taken a few tips that we have said that have helped us in the past and even things we implement now that do help us but we're all in this together basically because growing up in your 20s is fucking hard it actually is, and we're all here to just live our best life,
0: so we should probably just do that.
1: A hundred percent, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just live our best life a day to day. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All right. Love do we that have for a us. a quote. A quote. We've kind of like taken away from um uh, getting the quotes ready. We feel like Tori grabbing it to on Pinterest, Instagram, right in the episode is how we do our weekly quotes. <laughs> so we're just gonna hold the thought here while she finds it
0: (laughs) I think I found one all right oh actually have a few I've saved recently um I'm gonna go with this one it says don't count the days make the days count and I I feel like like it's a good one because like not counting the days in being like okay I'm gonna do this for 10 days and try this and do that and then like you just got to make everyday count and if we are trying to live our best lives in our 20s you have to make everyday count
1: exactly stop living the past stop living in the future just live in today live in
0: the present wise words
1: yeah <laughs> okay we, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode if you did don't forget us to give us a rating share on instagram all those things listen on apple Podcasts as well if you want to head over there I'm not sure if you'd want to listen to it twice but go for it <laughs> um yeah but that's that's all from us this week
0: that is yep. we hope you're having the best well it's monday so we hope you have the best week and have the best weekend yeah. and remember yeah. to stay positive and our dms are always
1: open as well 100 all right see you guys love you guys bye